1: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more.
2: This is TalkSport Daily.
3: Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, you can listen to me and former England striker Darren Bent on drive every weekday from four. Now we start with last night's football. As England faced Australia at Wembley. Here's how it sounded on Talksport with Adrian Durham, Jim Proudfoot, and England superstar Stuart Pearce. Wow, well, he's fired up for that. <laughs>
4: they say everybody needs good neighbours well the Aussies are not our neighbours so we don't need to be good to them tonight back out towards Goodwin whose first cross was cleared Backers will just let the ball come under his right foot that's a smart save from Johnston now England will be able to break forward themselves and the goalkeeper Ryan comes out Watkins is round him and he's hit the post you ask me where's the goal
5: coming from for England it's going to come
4: from Ollie Watkins running in behind goes out towards the England right hand side Alexander Arnold swinging one too deep for Dunn Grealish and it's put in and England lead Ollie Watkins sliding into the far
5: post Is there to score he's done brilliantly there typical striker's instinct just getting in at the back post plenty of air underneath it heads go
4: up and it's wide what a good chance that was a real head in hand moment neck calf but a clean sheet it's a clean sheet victory is a victory and that's what England have got but the bottom line is that England have got the job done they've beaten Australia by a golden hill
5: sometimes in the game of football, what you've got to do, you've got to do your work early on. People will say to me, well, stop moaning about Jack Grealish coming backwards with a ball, for goodness sake. He doesn't do that, he doesn't play that way. But what you tend to do, instead of going after the opposition and putting them on the back foot and put them collectively and individually on the back foot, you build up their confidence as individuals and collectively, and they grow into the game very quickly. For me, the idea of football is: as soon as I possibly can, if I'm playing in an advanced wide area, I need to ask a question of the fullback. If you're not going to do that, the fullback's going to say, "Thank you very much." I tell you what: you're not coming after me. I tell you what I'm going to do: I'm going forward. And you've got to understand that within the game. I think Jack's a brilliant player. If you've won the game, you're 2-0 up, and you want to bring someone on to keep the ball and. You know, see the game out. Win free kicks, etc. Win free kicks, don't give the ball away. But, if I could, I would say to him, look, go and play right back for a while and ask yourself what don't you want from the fella who's playing against you. And put him up against Rashford and say, Marcus is going to run at you. Do you want that or do you want him to turn back and go backwards for, for 45 minutes? But, listen, let's not bemoan that. I thought, credit to the Aussies, they're way above their ranking for me they're a, a very good side collectively Jordan Henderson he explained in an interview that he didn't think he was going to get in the first
4: 11 at Liverpool so he chose to leave the football club go to Saudi Arabia what did you make of him being booed as he came off after being substituted after an hour
5: I'm not a great lover of any England player being booed I've had it in my time with certain individuals and on and above that I've seen Maguire you know, having a deal with that I've seen Jordan now I deal with it I think they're delivering such a good product collectively, the England team, that I'm extremely proud of all of them. I think it's worth reiterating the point. He was booed because
4: of what's perceived as the political stance that he's taken, the communities that he's turned his back on by making the move that he has after what he had said in the past. That's the perception. I'm not saying that's my perception but that is the perception and that is why by an isolated number of England supporters he was booed it has nothing to do with his footballing abilities performance tonight. After the game
3: Talksports Faker Others spoke to England manager Gareth Southgate and some of the players involved.
6: I gave the players a really difficult task because we made a huge number of changes. Uh, we played a lot of players with very few caps and international football is tough. It doesn't matter whether the opposition are playing at clubs that are lower down than our players. When you're throwing, you know, you're putting a team together and asking them to uh, solve new problems and they haven't got as many experienced players around them to help them, it, it makes it extremely hard. So it was a tough challenge for the players. We weren't at our best it was understandable that we didn't have that cohesion. One or two partnerships on the pitch, Levi has played alongside Lewis fairly regularly but uh, as I said, we needed to make changes, we needed to look at players, we needed to keep freshness for Tuesday which is our key game and also with the load the players are having at the moment with their clubs we've got half an eye on that as well to keep that freshness so um, lots of objectives that we had to try and achieve we didn't play as well as we'd have liked and entertain the crowd as much as we'd have liked but there were circumstances for that is the
4: first change Uh, a few boosts for jordan henderson as he leaves the field he's going to be replaced by kieran trippier
0: one
1: negative from this evening you gave the armband to Jordan Henderson um, clearly backing him after the discussions we've had after his move from Saudi but there were a few boos in the crowd what's your reaction to that?
6: That's up to them Um, I I find it strange it's a player who has 79 caps for his country gives absolutely everything he has every time he plays Um, why? why? Or, or why are we actually brewing him? Why, why does that? Why? <laughs> um, so look, that, that's for those that did. We move on. He's such a great influence on our group. We needed his leadership tonight on the field to knit the team together and to organise. And uh, he does so many things that are often unseen and unnoticed on the field. But you know, we love him to bits. He's ours. He's one of our stalwarts come on, we play Italy to the Tuesday, let's get behind everybody in an England shirt. I don't understand why it would be any different.
4: Alexander Arnold Alex swinging one in, too deep for Dunk, Grealish, and it's put in. An England lead. Ollie Watkins sliding into the far post, he's there to score.
1: Every time I speak to you in an England shirt, you've scored a goal. Congratulations again. Uh, talk me through that performance.
7: Uh, maybe you may be the lucky charm, you need to keep uh, coming to watch. Uh, but no, look, it was a it was a good opportunity for me tonight um I thought I may get some minutes yeah I'm thankful that I've got I've got a start and whenever I put a shirt on the England shirt on I feel like I've done well yeah I'm glad I've got my goal tonight obviously I had one opportunity in the first half but I knew um just to remain positive because I knew I was going to get another chance you know playing with Jack who I played with so long at club level and um matters. I knew I would get the opportunity so uh, I just kept going and I got there in the end. And,
1: and Jared Bowen was putting in some cracking balls as well but I want to clear the goal up first of all because you had a bit of a, a chat with Jack who I know you're friends with yeah, yeah. did he think it was going in did you think it was going wide? Did
3: you take
7: I, it off him? I thought it was going in and I said I said to him um, I think I've just taken that off you, he said no it was going wide anyway, you needed to touch it so um, yeah we just had a laugh about it Yeah, and it's one of them but I'm glad I got it Glad I wasn't offside and um, yeah, good night. Now,
3: KSI and Tommy Fury go head to head at the AO Arena in Manchester tonight. It's live on Talksport. I spoke to our boxing team, Spencer Oliver and Gareth A. Davis, at the weigh in yesterday.
2: October 14th. This will be the day that you'll hate for the rest of your life. When I beat you, soon you will face reality and it will hurt you. You will be a disgrace to the fury name you don't want this as much as i do you don't
8: need this as much as i do no pressure tommy i'll see you soon
9: (laughs) we're shaking Uh, who am i ksi
4: yeah, You're not different. KSI I, What do you mean I'm not That's about? not your name Fury blitzed him from the first bell And in the first round It's all over From the word go
6: This is going to be fireworks
8: KSI! What a knockout
6: There's nothing that he can do There's nothing that KSI has That worries me whatsoever
9: Listen. What you have got to understand is that this has got its own place. This is not professional boxing. You know, this is boxing. Yes, is the umbrella, but it is YouTube boxing. I know Tommy Fury actually is a professional boxer, but he's come over into this world. He done Love Island back in 2019. He's got a huge profile as well. But I mean, from the entertainment value, this is huge. The fight week has been absolutely unbelievable. The amount of people that have turned up, speaking to KSI and the reasons, but why he got into boxing was because of all the knife crime that's going on, all the gun crime that's going on around there he said listen I've got a cult following 50 million people me doing boxing you know it's changed my life i found direction i found discipline and if I can turn that into you know show that to all my fans I think it can only be a good thing and people will come over and enjoy the sport of boxing whether that's the YouTube stuff or whether it's professional boxing so the answer is Yes, yeah, so I think it's very good for boxing. Yeah, I mean, and it,
2: you have to draw a line under the fact that this isn't real boxing, even though Tommy Fury, he's a target, of course, for all the influencers, the, the Paul brothers for KSI, and he will be for others. But the bottom line is, this isn't real boxing. We have to draw a line in, in the sand and say, this is inflow boxing, YouTube boxing, if you like, but there is a place for it. It's modern. There's been a paradigm shift in these things. Boxing and fight sports always creates drama and a circus. When people go into the ring, it's different. It's serious fighting when they go inside the ring, but they're all novices. It's a big night tomorrow night. We're glad to be here. It's a different crowd. Tommy Fury has to win in a way he can't win in lots of ways, whether he wins or not.
3: Now, do you ever think your chances of playing international football has passed you by? Well, so did former Aston Villa, Hull, and Derby defender Curtis Davis, who's been speaking to Hugh Wilsoncroft about being called up to play for
10: Sierra Leone at the age of 38. It was all a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest. I obviously was in Capello's initial squads and stuff like that, and then never got into a full, you know, full cap. Um, it was always in the back of my mind, I guess, as I, I guess as I got a little bit older, that um, it was something that I wanted to do. But I never wanted to be one to kind of put my hand up, and say, "Oh, I'm I'm ready for you now," and, and I'm not arrogant enough, or or I don't think that much of myself to think that. So um, a lot of people actually mentioned with the African Nations in January that because Sierra Leone got to the, to the African Nations, they were saying, "You know, why don't you?" put yourself forward uh, for the african nations and i was like well you know that's not fair a a group of players have earned the country their first african nations appearance in 20 odd years like what right do i have because of my career to then go in and jump on the bandwagon so it was effectively something that i never thought would happen and then um (laughs) the the random way that it came around was the physio actually messaged me on instagram we had a conversation on whatsapp and then um basically i thought he was more leaning towards you know maybe a coaching role or something he was mm. no 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 we, we want you to come and play so i was like uh, you realize i'm 38 years old and he was like yes <laughs> i thought he said but obviously the wealth of experience you bring and um in terms of the manager the manager wants somebody to what he said control the defense and and help out with that side so for me it was a no-brainer you know i, I did have to ask my wife and speak to my wife mm. beforehand it wasn't just a i'm leaving
3: yeah, it's the Rugby Union World Cup quarter-finals this weekend. Here's TalkSports Rugger expert, Alfie
0: Reynolds, looking ahead to all four matches. There are eight teams left standing at the Rugby World Cup, and this weekend's quarter-finals are set to be blockbusters with all four matches so tough to call. It starts in Marseille on Saturday, where Wales face Argentina.
4: And Lewis will score.
0: The Welsh won all four of their pool matches, whilst Argentina have underwhelmed so far. However, the Pumas are capable of turning it on, having beaten Australia, England and New Zealand away from home over the last year or so.
4: And it's another famous Twickenham day for Argentina. They said they would do it, and they have.
0: That's followed up by Ireland against New Zealand in Paris, perhaps the best World Cup quarter-final ever. Andy Farrell's Island side are number one in the world and have had a fierce rivalry with New Zealand dating back to 2016 when they beat them for the first time
10: It's all about the team and progressing in the the competition That's all we're
0: we're thinking about Since then, they've also won a series in New Zealand last year but never write off the All Blacks On Sunday, England play Fiji a rematch of their World Cup warm-up back in August when they lost to the Pacific Island nation for the first time. The day that Fiji became the first Fijian side to win at Twickenham. Fiji fell to defeat in their final pool game against Portugal and Steve Borthwick's England, despite winning all their pool games, haven't been overly convincing. It could go either way. BG have never reached a World Cup semi-final You see the believe they've got everybody's got
8: different strengths now what I'm asking the players to is ensure they bring their points of difference onto the pitch
0: And the weekend finishes with hosts France taking on the Springboks Moody cuts in field what a score from South Africa French captain Antoine Dupont returned to training this week having fractured a cheekbone just a few weeks ago his availability is key South Africa, though, with their brutally physical style of play, have realistic aspirations of knocking the French out.
3: England's Rugby World Cup winning coach Sir Clive Woodward has told us that he's been impressed with the current coach, Steve Borthwick's, approach to their quarterfinal against Fiji.
8: I'm just pleased he's made the big calls. I mean, I think England have been fairly conservative in the way they've approached the game and selection, and these are big calls he's made in, in terms of, you know, bringing in Marcus Smith at fullback and uh, moving Owen Farrell to 10. But, you know, um, England have played four one four. one It's funny, in rugby, I think especially, we get pretty carried away sometimes with the, the quality of performance and how we're playing. End of the day, World Cup's about winning your next game. And I remember in 2003, we lost, we lost, we beat Wales in the quarterfinals. We were red-hot favourites, didn't play very well. Wales played really well. I was hammered after the game. The media went crazy, England. Didn't play well against Wales. We're in the semi-finals. We're now playing France. I remember, Jeff Powell, one of the uh, the guy writing for the Daily Ma- the Daily Mail, came up to me after the game and said, "I can't believe all the rhetoric from the rugby journalists. You know, you're in the semi-final the World Cup. Just win your next game. and That's what it's about." And England doing well. I think the calls he's made, Borthwick, of are, are the right calls. He's added a bit of kind of bit of almost more interest into the team in many ways. And I think we've got every chance. I mean, the, the Fiji game is going to be tough. They beat us just a few weeks ago at Twickenham. But I think the the team is improving. It's a much better side than played at Twickenham. So I'm very confident we will beat Fiji. Then we're in the semi-final of the Rugby World Cup and anything can happen. That's sport. That's why we love it. And I think we have got a good team. We're not obviously one of the favourites. But crikey, get to semi-final, we're in a a great shape.
10: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
7: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van?
3: with Alan Brazil and Gabriel Bonnard is available to listen to now wherever you get your podcasts from. In the latest episode, Alan recalls how difficult it was to get into the Ryder Cup in Rome last month.
11: I think we parked the first cab in Turin, not Rome, right? And I'm like, what is going on here? You're joking, I can't walk out." And this is really early in the morning. And the trek was murder. Then we got to the search area, the search area. Then you had to go up over an iron bridge and down the other side of the road. Ah, it was murder. Once you were in, it was brilliant. So on the second day, I thought, I'm not having this. I'm not having it. And uh, I said to the taxi driver, just drop me here. All the roads were shut, by the way. It was terrible. They couldn't organise nothing. Honestly, they couldn't organise a thing. In the end, I went, driver, just drop me here. He said, I can't, senor, I can't, I can't. They Stop me, stop me. And this kid comes over and went, no, 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 move, move. I went, bang. I just, I just kicked the door open, got out, and I said, don't start, right? And I walked off, and I just left them to it. I
8: look around
2: and think about what might have been
3: Well, that's it for today's podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the Talks App, wherever you get your podcasts from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Austin Talks Daily Podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all. Be safe, everyone. Be
8: safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. only
4: from rustolium